You're a swimmer, a cyclist, a runner. You're a triathlete. You're a conqueror of the multi-sport mentality. You seek greatness in your everyday life. But as an age grouper, your forte is the physical fitness that you strive for. Endurance is your middle name. You're listening to the Age Grouper for Life podcast, the ultimate source for living the triathlon lifestyle. Colin and Elliot will discuss the most optimal training techniques to get you where you want to be mentally and physically so you're ready to bring it. You can do it. Ready to bring it? Welcoming your host, Peak Triathlon and USAT certified coaches, Colin Cook and Elliot Kawaoka. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody. This is Colin with... Hey, guys, it's Elliot. And this is episode 31. And today we have a special guest. We've got Brian Kalen joining us. Uh, or Callum, excuse me. How you doing, Brian? Good. How are you guys doing? Very good. So Brian is fresh off his first Ironman finish at Ironman Mount Tremblant. He is also uh, has the uh, the unfortunate uh, fact that he is coached by Elliot. <laughs> uh, just kidding, but uh, but yeah, um, you know we thought uh, it would be a good opportunity to uh, to hear Brian's story. Um, I've gotten to know him pretty well as well throughout uh, the last year or two here, and um, he's, he's uh, a great guy, and I think a lot of people will be able to appreciate, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, the first-timer experience and uh, everything involved with that, so um, yeah, and here we I want to, I kind of want to preface it, so Brian came to me, he was, early last year, he was training for a marathon, and he was having knee issues like right off the bat and he had to pull out last minute because he's just like it's just too painful and he ended up having to get knee surgery so I was very hesitant um, at first and with the help of my wife we kind of like helped him with the strength program and he followed it to a T and I think that really really helped um, just get his getting his training under his belt i mean he's brand new to everything so started in baby steps but listened to me along the entire way and i mean he's been an amazing client so just wanted to say that before he gets started yeah good deal uh so brian why don't you give us a little background on yourself here yeah so um i'm 44 years old uh got into taking care of myself after uh 25 plus years of, of just beating myself to a pulp. Um, not, <clears throat> I, I mean, I was, I was your atypical, uh, atypical guy straight out of college that was smoking and drinking and not taking care of myself. Uh, got up to well over 200 pounds. Um, and watching my kids run around, uh, kind of, kick myself in the head and started taking care of myself, quit smoking, uh, pretty much quit drinking. And, um, I guess seven, almost seven years later, here I am. Yeah. Cool. And how many kids you got? Where do you live? What do you do for work? Uh, I 
uh, I'm, I live in Merrimack, New Hampshire. Uh, two kids, um, eight and ten. Um, my son just turned ten last week. Uh, the absolute pride and joy, best thing that has ever happened to me uh, was was the two of them. Um, I yeah, I do uh, cybersecurity for Fidelity Investments right in Merrimack. Um, so I have a I have a tough commute of four miles daily. <laughs> um, I've been married to my wife Bridget uh, for eleven years, I think. Um, so she uh, she keeps me well in check. Uh, if it, if it wasn't for her, I I probably wouldn't be down this crazy path in the first place. <laughs> That's awesome. We'll dub out the part about uh, unclarity on the uh, length of your marriage. There, we'll clean that up. <laughs> uh, very cool. Honestly, that would not surprise her. <laughs> nice. Um, so you said you've kind of cleaned yourself up. You'd say over the last seven years or so. Yep. Yeah. So what what was it that uh, I, I guess was it just your kids and seeing them and not really being able to keep up with them was what what was the initial motivator? Yeah, really. Uh, not being able to um, to run around with them the way the way that I knew I, I could be able to. Um, I mean, I, I grew up playing uh, playing soccer, played for thirty years, um, and I, I I couldn't run across my front yard without being out of breath. Um, so so it uh, it was definitely a slap in the face. Um, my my dad. Has has had a couple heart attacks. My little sister's a severe diabetic, um, so I, I'm, I could honestly be the healthiest person in my family. And here I was, essentially just killing myself. So uh, slap in the face. And going back to your soccer days and beating yourself up, uh, that wasn't your first knee surgery, correct? No, that was my fourth. Fourth, uh, I had, right? <clears throat> I had three before I ever graduated high school. Um, so uh, it, they've they've definitely. Um, they've carried me a long way up to this point. <laughs> yeah, very cool. And so, when you started, you know, starting to care about yourself, what what did you change, and kind of what what were the initial steps? Uh, the initial steps is actually, I, I honestly, I obviously quit smoking uh, cold turkey. Um, the, and still to this day, you can go out in my pickup truck um, out in my driveway, and my last pack of cigarettes is still in there with three <laughs> cigarettes left uh, kind of my uh my reminder of hey hey dummy don't do anything stupid um, <laughs> um so <clears throat> that was that was where i really started uh went to the y right in merrimack um and just got on uh one of the one of the stationary bikes and just started riding an hour a day um took off a ton of weight and um and by a ton of weight i i went from I went from two and a quarter down to like 170 over a three-month period. Wow! Um, just just by stationary bike, and as soon as I got into that uh, religiously, uh, I started picking up just sort of jogging on the treadmill and and getting back back into things, um, and then progressed to spin classes and everything else. Cool, cool, and and so like uh, you started to run a little bit. When when did you start doing any kind of races or thinking about that stuff? Um, about about a year into into it, uh, I I signed up for the the Merrimack Y try, um, and and honestly, my wife looked at me. She goes, "Do you even know how to swim?" <laughs> um, 
I thought I could, <laughs> uh, which which was which was totally wrong. Um, so it, it, uh, I've obviously grown up as a soccer player. I've, I was always competitive. Um, so getting through the first one uh, was awesome, but at the same time, really, uh, really was a slap in the face again to say, hey, you can do better at this. Uh, I think that first year I, I did my first um, half marathon as well. And I think I finished it like a 209. Um, it was a 208 or 209. <clears throat> and, and again, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just so competitive with myself that I, I wanted to do better. Um, so it's really pushed me uh, to, to continue to work, uh, work harder than, than what I probably should for, for my own body's sake. But uh, <laughs> that's, that's the fun part to it for me um, is, is just see how far I can push it. Yeah, cool. And how, so how did, the, how did the Y try go the first time you did it there? Um, not very well. <laughs> the, uh, the the bike actually went decent. Um, the the swim, I think, I, I was I was like seventeen and a half minutes for I think it's what five, a little over five hundred yards. Third of a mile, yeah, five hundred fifty yards, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was se- it was seventeen minutes the first two years that I did it. Uh, each year um, was it was I think it was within like three seconds of each other, um, and then uh, the the bike. I, I think it was like 27 or 28 minutes and then I would blow up when it came to the, the little 5k at the end <laughs> all right but the but cool thing about where you couldn't you wouldn't uh, do it again the next year right <laughs> no no because again that's the competitive side I, I had to keep on pushing myself well the cool thing about this is like he's done the same so this year he did all the same races that he's done in the past so it's a good way to like measure and see his progress so that that was really cool to see throughout the season yeah yeah, yeah let's let's hold off on that we'll get there <laughs> <laughs> um well, that's cool. And then so um, I assume it was just a, kind of a few years of kind of continuing on that path? or Yeah, uh, <clears throat> I did that for, uh, I think, the third year I, um, I decided to sign up for an Olympic, um, the Lakes Region Tri-Festival. Um, I, I, did, I did a couple other sprints, uh, the, the Hospital Tri up, up on Little Sunapee. Um, and then decided to do the, the Olympic try. Uh, and I believe as soon as I was done, like the very next day, the, uh, the registration opened for Patriot. And, um, so I, I signed up for that for last year. Wow. That was my first half. Cool. Um, just progressed from there. Very nice. And so how did, uh, how did Patriot go? Uh, the first year, the, um, the, the swim went, went actually really well. I, I got into doing the, um, the master swim class at, at the, at the Y and, um, and for anybody that would, uh, that has the time, that is honestly something that I would highly recommend. Uh, I've, I've taken since I joined probably 45 seconds off of my, my hundred, um, so it it definitely uh, it definitely pays dividends to learn how to swim. <laughs> um, I I averaged I think 
I think it was like a one one forty nine or one fifty on the swim, um, like like nineteen eight on the bike or nineteen seven on the bike, and then the the run. I uh, it was really hot last year, and I ended up dehydrating um, and cramped up as soon as I started the run. So my my half my half was like a two twenty seven, which which was crushing to me because that was the part that I felt that I would probably do the best at. Um, so, gotcha. so, so I pushed myself for this year. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Cool. And that was, so yeah. And I think, uh, we had met before, but, uh, I did see you at the lakes region race, uh, last year, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah uh, as I was, as I was going out for my run, you were crossing the finish line winning the thing. <laughs> Oh, we were just talking about this last night, Colin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, but yeah, I remember seeing you there uh, before the race and was happy to see you. And uh, didn't really, uh, I knew you were part of the club, but didn't know much uh, about you at that point. And uh, it was good to see you out there, so that was cool. Um, very nice. So then, um, what uh, what sparked the, the Ironman? Like, did you kind of have that as a goal, like, behind the scenes the whole time? Or, like... When did, when did that become something you wanted to do? Uh, it, it was kind of in the back of my mind. I had mentioned it to, to Bridget a couple times, um, just as a, hey, I, I I wonder if I'd be able to ever achieve this kind of thought. And uh, I actually let a buddy of mine borrow my bike uh, because he was doing, doing Tremblant last year. Um, and when he got back, he, he was like, if, if you're going to do one, and, and a, a couple of the other uh, peak guys, um, Brian Muldowney being one, uh, had, had mentioned uh, that I, I've done all the training, I might as well just sign up. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I trained with all those guys throughout last year. Um, so uh, it, it was just one of those, yeah, might as well. Uh, so as soon as Trimblant opened up their signups for for the for this year, I I signed on the dotted line, and shortly thereafter, uh, Brian actually uh, recommended that I that I speak with Elliot. Cool, cool. And so, all right. And then, so sorry. Uh, and I don't remember this part. So you did. You when you guys first got started, you did run a marathon at the end of last year. Is that right? No. Oh no! no wait, I, you bailed on it. I'm sorry. That's yeah, right. You bailed on it. I, right. I deferred. I deferred it till this year. So that's my. Uh, that's my next thing. A couple weeks. Uh, 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 Bay State Marathon down in down in Lowell. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. Cool. All right. And so, how did uh, how training go uh, once you start? Like, what what changed with once you started working with Elliot? Um, really, the my a lot of my mentality changed. Um, I I kind of went through some I, besides for my knee surgery. Uh, I I kind of went through some other physical ailments um, that that really it kind of lit a fire uh, that I didn't even know that I had. Um, there was there was an emotional switch inside uh, just because of some of the stuff that I was dealing with. <clears throat> Excuse me. That uh, with with Elliot's guidance and and Becca for for that matter because uh, she she helped out with a lot of the as as Elliot mentioned. Um, 
the strength stuff. Out. Yeah, the strength stuff. Uh, so so it really it it turned my focus a, a lot to um, to stay positive and and really push. Uh, I. I, I I owe my race to him, honestly. It, even even without the issues that I did end up having, uh, it, if it wasn't for for the guidance and, and staying positive, uh, I don't think I don't think I could have got to that point. Very cool, very cool. And so, did you know? I'm sure, I'm sure your training ramped up a little bit. Was it? Uh, more structured than you'd had in the past and like a lot different or um was it more just that kind of philosophy and and mental kind of stuff oh it, it was definitely structured um the I, every i would have a, a week a week worth of uh workouts put out on uh sunday sunday night or monday night um depending on the week and uh it, so i had i would have uh double sometimes triple workouts for for every day um and uh there there was always there was always something to do it it was all on it was all on my own hours um which which kind of worked out being a dad um and and having a a full-time job at the same time but i i i didn't know that you could wake up four at four o'clock in the morning so many days in a row it was (laughs) pretty so that was going to be one of my uh questions there so that was kind of the key is getting up early for me personally yeah um and and i've never been a sleeper per se uh so that, that was that was a major adjustment um going to bed at 11 12 o'clock at night and waking up at four o'clock in the morning your, um, your sleeping has gotten slightly better though right brian yes yes it has elliot <laughs> it's one uh, thing we highly stress colin is i'm like yeah, you gotta, to you gotta sleep yeah, it's it's definitely gotten better. Um, besides for, besides for my Friday nights, because I I'm a NASCAR official on the side, so my Friday nights are oh, that's right yeah. uh, highly involved. So I I probably won't get home tonight till midnight, but I'll be back up at four thirty five o'clock in the morning because I have an hour and a half bike tomorrow tomorrow. <laughs> gotcha. That's right. Yeah. Let's uh, quick tangent there. What do you do for NASCAR, Brian? Um, so at Stafford Motor Speedway down in Stafford, Connecticut, uh, I'm the, the chief starter. Um, I've been doing it for like 20 years, two, two years at that track, but, uh, 20 years, the past 20 years, uh, all over New England, um, up and down the East coast, up into Canada. Uh, so the, the guy that you see waving the green flag and checkered and all that, that's, that's what I do. And the checkered flag. Yeah. So you're that guy, right? Yep. <laughs> Well, that's pretty cool. Nice. Um, right on. And so, uh, yeah, I got to know you a bit better as you joined the uh, Hampshire Hills uh, group uh, rides on Saturday mornings throughout the winter there. Yeah. Um, remember seeing you, you know, definitely, you know, what, how long were you out after your surgery? Uh, I was out for six weeks after my surgery was when they, they told me I can start getting back on the bike. And then it was another um to to do light stuff uh i think it was another two weeks after that where where i could start really picking it up more um yeah but but then turned around and had uh i had a cancer diagnosis so that kind of took me out of took me out of action for another couple weeks (laughs) 
Just a couple weeks, minor detail. Um, yeah, I think we need to expand on that. So uh, you had a cancer diagnosis, uh, what, not even eight months before you planned to do your first Ironman? Yeah, yeah. Um, after after my knee surgery, um, obviously I was doing strength stuff. I couldn't do barely any cardio whatsoever. Um, and I was losing weight, like, continuing, like, heavily heavily losing weight um and so i i ended up going to see the doctor and uh got uh went in ended up having a colonoscopy um and they found 11 large polyps uh or two of them came back as being cancerous um so they they uh luckily I, they were able to take everything out and uh and one swipe so I didn't have to go through any radiation or anything like that. Um, but obviously the, the follow-ups and continuing continuous doctor's appointments have, have really continued, uh, up, up until, um, now I, I have, I have another follow-up coming up, uh, in a couple weeks. So. Incredible. So, I mean, when this is first happening, I mean, are you feeling like, you know, never mind triathlon like my life is over like did you ever have like big fears like that or like what was your mindset like uh, honestly it never never really crossed my mind colin yeah um, okay it, it was one of those things that uh it, it it took my it was kind of like a distractor really um i could when i was working out i could focus on that alone i, I wasn't thinking about um Everything else, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't thinking. I mean, about I, th- the, I think the out of every, I think out of everything, it motivated you even more. I mean, you were just so laser focused all year long, and you were just on top of your workouts. I mean, you did not deviate from the schedule very much, and I mean, I knew you were dealing with this, but I think you this made you even more focused for some reason. Yeah, probably did. <laughs> uh, I just, yeah, I, 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 like I like I said, I, the it, it kept me uh, the the working out workouts and everything. The the structure of the workouts kept kept my uh, my focus somewhere else instead of having to just just sit there and dwell on it all. Yeah. Well, I know you weren't going through chemo or radiation or anything, but I mean, was what they were doing was that fatiguing you or you know having an impact on how you're feeling and everything or no? It, it wasn't really the fatiguing aspect. It, I mean, the, the fatigue that would come in was laying in bed at night, um, just just worrying about stuff. Um, I was tired. I was tired because um, I couldn't I couldn't take anything in. As soon as I would eat something, it would go right through me. Um, so I didn't I didn't have energy that way. Uh, I, I, I w- nothing was really processing in my in my system to or staying in my system long enough to process. Um, so uh, it didn't help matters at all. And so, how much weight did you end up dropping? Uh, I ended up dropping. Um, I actually just did the calculations a couple weeks ago. In total, thirty-two pounds. Just from after your um, after diagnosis. After my knee surgery. After my knee surgery. After your knee surgery. Wow. <laughs> so you're down to what at that point? Uh, I was down to one fifty at that point. One fifty. Wow. And what are you at now, or what did you go into the Ironman at? I went into the Ironman at 145, actually. Oh, so you did come. Okay. Wow, I did not know that. That's extremely light. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
but but I mean, if you if you ask my wife, I did nothing but eat continuously. Yeah. Um, when when after after the whole diagnosis and everything, uh, they got the polyps out, and they're like, "All right, you should be fine. Everything should be all right." Well, at that same time, uh, I wasn't. Everything was continuing to go through me, so uh, I had a couple more tests done, and they ended up uh, diagnosing me with colitis at the same time. Um, so that was a, another whole change of diet. So I had to go gluten-free and dairy-free and uh, just learn everything that I could eat at that time. Totally, yeah, which uh, I got an experience of when we were up at camp, right? <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> That's all right. Searching for restaurants. Uh, yeah, yeah, all good. Uh, very cool. So um, you went into Patriot, and you had a little bit better day than the years past. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the swim I gained uh, like four minutes on the swim. Um, I th- think it was like six or seven minutes on the bike, and uh, the rest of it ended up coming out of the coming out of the run. Um, I think it was I, what forty. You PR'd by like forty over forty five minutes. Yeah, I think it was a 44-minute PR. Yeah. Not bad. <laughs> no, no, it was a good day. It was, it was a good day. Uh, it was it was an emotional day because everything else, um, just to be able to cross the finish line was, was really cool. Absolutely. Yeah, so what, when was your diagnosis? Uh, the diagnosis was in February at the February. end of February. So less than four months later, you get a half Ironman with oh. a forty-five minute PR. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, very nice. All right, and then uh, so how uh, how did your training go leading up to the Ironman, and uh, what did your family think about uh, the training, and uh, was it uh, all good the whole time, or what? I can't wait to hear about this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Bridget and Ellie go back and forth pretty pretty well. So, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, they, they, the training, uh, my, my family really thought it was like another job. Um, between between my regular job, the the my my racing, uh, my right. car racing, and and then and then this, it was like it was like I had literally two full time jobs. Um, so just constantly on the go, on the on the move. My my kids were. Uh, were angels honestly um they, they would enjoy the times that i was around but then they understood uh they understood what i was doing um i talked to them multiple times about why i was doing the stuff um and, and my biggest my biggest factor to it was just because i always wanted to be able to set a positive example for them um, so for them to be able to see that i'm putting I'm, I, the effort that i'm putting forth and um, a lot dedication. Of the, yeah, the, yeah, a lot of the dedication. They they understood that, which which was cool. Um, and being able to see it kind of through their eyes at the same time was was really cool too. Not taking anything for granted. Yeah, very cool. So everything was just all good the whole time. No lows during training. Uh, I definitely got into some dark times. Uh, <laughs> some some very uh, tiring times. Um, why am I doing this to myself? Uh, even as it got closer, um, a lot of the, a lot of pain ended up coming back in my knee, uh, pushing myself the longer distances. Um, 
arthritis is is no fun whatsoever. So so that doesn't help. Um, but and you have the arthritis in your knee. Yeah, yeah, in both of them. Um, so that as uh, as everything progressed, um, the the days were were really long. Um, we, when we went up to Tremblant for the for the um, Camp. for the yep. camp thank you um, it I, I had some hydration issues while I was up there uh, which kind of which kind of it mentally played with me um, for for uh, the, the following weeks of hey am I really gonna be able to do this um, after after seeing the, the entire route and everything so it was uh it, it was definitely a, a mental uh, mental hurdle that I had to get over. Um, then, do, you you think, do you think it ended up being a blessing in disguise, though? Did you change anything with what you guys uh, plan to do nutritionally for the race based on that or no? Uh, yeah, uh, I, I, I do do think it helped um, because when I got back up there, it, it was, hey, you know this area, you've been here. Um, I... I, I can't say anything bad about about doing a camp um I, if there's any camp available for any other race going forward I, I would probably do it in a heartbeat yeah we had a lot of fun didn't we yeah yeah it was a good time but we definitely uh we had some hot conditions as well it was sticky up there uh even i uh i was supposed to run on on sunday for a long run i was planning to do like 21 22 miles and i think i did like 14 and uh totally uh just like bonked and uh did not have a good run so i ended up shutting it down early so uh that was definitely uh some tough conditions we had so uh you know it's understandable i mean that's something brian's been doing all year is putting himself in situations that are just completely out of his comfort zone like joining masters i mean i know training camps can be super intimidating but you got he got to train on the course. I mean, he experienced like his first major bonk. I mean, I told him leading up to it like these camps are a lot of training. It's a lot. It's very volume intensive. You're gonna learn a lot, and I'd much rather get that bonk out of the way or just like that blowing up feeling out of the way in training versus at his A race. So I'm really glad he did all that stuff. Totally. I mean, obviously, you were receiving, you know, extraordinary coaching from myself while we were up there. But, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, did you learn anything from the other people at the camp at all, or anything? Yeah, um, honestly, with uh, Brian Letian was up there with us. Um, uh, there was a couple of the other guys from um, from Rhode Island, Rhode Island right? Uh, yeah, that. Everybody, you kind of like pick and 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 choose, or you you pick out things that that people say. Little uh, tidbits, uh, right? Yeah, yeah little, little things here and there. Um, Ryan, actually, the first night that we were there, uh, we had to go down to one of the grocery stores, and, and Ryan jumped in my truck, and we we went through uh, up and down the Duplessis, um, up up and down the casino, and um, it, it really. I think it really helped uh, with going through the steps with somebody that's been there, been on the course. Um, you, you're going to want to shift early here, or 
Um, or you, you don't want to push too much at this point because you have this to go. Uh, it really, really helped a lot. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, and I think that that's, that's something that if people uh, maybe don't recognize when they haven't been to the camps before is just how much you can learn um, from you know the other athletes that are there and just the, the overall experience and so forth. So glad you are able to take advantage of that. It was definitely uh, great to have you up there. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. All right. So then, um, so the knee started bothering you, but you got into the. You f- were you feeling healthy at the start line? Uh, yeah. So I felt really good at the start line. Uh, a little bloated, but um, well, <laughs> felt, felt good. Um, uh, I went out. Um, it, it was awesome having my family there uh, to kind of to kind of wish us off in the morning and stuff. So that was that was very cool. Um, I got to text with uh, I got to text with Bridget all day long, and she was pretty nervous wrecked the entire day. <laughs> but I kept yeah, her a little calm. On a regular day, Ellie, it's no <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. Nice. So, um, yeah, how did your day go? Um, the the swim actually went really really well. Uh, there's actually there's a there's I somehow managed to get into the iron man video uh the day's video sure uh, yeah. a couple times yeah. um and there was one shot of of me walking uh towards the water as i was going in um and there's just this massive throng of swimmers and it was just it was unbelievable um i, I was kind of able to get away from the the huge mass uh i, I swam probably probably 15 yards off the buoy um and didn't have to do the full-on contact which which mentally helped me a lot i think it helped me a lot throughout the entire day uh to start the day that way um so the swim went really well uh i did it in uh 114 um so i think that was like a 140 140 something average uh which which i was happy happy with uh i I won't complain about that at all um got out of the water and uh that's where my day began (laughs) um started started uh started having some uh bathroom i I just had to go to the bathroom continuously uh my wife took pictures of me throughout the day uh, and and so I was able to view those later on. But uh, as I got out on the bike, probably out out on 117, um, out on the main highway, uh, and every single porta potty stop I ended up having to stop at. I I almost it was like I stopped processing fluid. I was overhydrated um, to the point where I blew up like a balloon. Um, so so the pictures I was talking about with my wife. Uh, you can kind of see how it progresses um, throughout the day as, as I get larger and larger, uh, and everything was just held in my stomach. Um, so I, I got through the bike. I think I, I was in uh, like an 18-2 average on the first loop and ended up going down to like a 16-something on the second loop. Um, but beca- I, I honestly think because of all of the stuff leading up to the race, um, it, it was really easy for me to kind of flip a switch and just have fun. Um, I was literally high-fiving everybody, uh, all the volunteers, um, cheering people on as they flew past me. 
um, upset that I couldn't do it uh, to the way that I wanted, but um, definitely de- definitely able to flip that switch where where I could just have fun throughout the day and uh, and enjoy it. I knew I was going to finish regardless of anything. Um, the the run uh, the run that turned it into pretty much uh, a quick walk. <laughs> Um, I think I ended, I ended up finishing like a five twenty nine or something. So, um, yeah, it, it, the the whole day ended up thirteen forty six, I guess, which is I I guess I would consider that respectable for my first time out. Um, but again, that competitive side of me has already uh, said, yeah, you're going to do another one. You're going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Well, talk about, like, so, I mean, yeah, you did. You made the video, the post-race video uh, a couple times, and, uh, you know, the way you, you certainly seemed with it, at least. Even, I guess, maybe if you were bloated on the bike, you were still talking uh, coherently huh, and showing uh, your appreciation for everybody and uh, how thankful you were and things like that. It was just uh, really cool, and uh, definitely for uh, uh, being the president of Northeast Multisport, really honored that you were representing us, so uh, that was great. Um, so, and then you, you know, so you're, you're going through the run. I mean, I guess that's, that's great. You had the confidence you knew you were going to finish, but like what was going through your head as you were getting towards that finish line? Uh, just, just kind of replaying, uh, replaying the last six, eight months. Um, the, 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 the positives, um, that, that I was able to pull through everything. Um, and I, I, yeah, honestly, just that, just, just the positives of being able to pull through everything with, with, uh, the, the mentality of, Hey, this, uh, this is one of the biggest things that anybody could ever do. Um, and and you can put that in your back pocket and nobody can take it away absolutely yeah and so if you went back you know seven plus years or whatever um would somebody would you believe if they you know if i came up to you and told you you're going to do an iron man someday no no absolutely not (laughs) uh and and probably 90 99 percent of the people that you would talk to about me um would would probably say the same thing there's no way (laughs) that's pretty cool um elliot what are we missing here um i don't know i just like to say like brian has been i mean i hate to play favorites when i'm coaching people but just so communicate like just so good at communicating even though we live thousands thousands of miles apart but I always knew what was going on with him. I mean, it wasn't to the point of just, I mean, I don't want a novel every single day, but he always asked questions. He always left comments on if stuff went wrong. I mean, I just knew what was going on in his life, and I and that's what's so crucial about coaching. And if I don't know what's going on, and if you're just kind of doing half your workouts some days and then skipping others, I mean, it's just so hard to help those types of people. But he was just totally on board from the very start and just very good at listening so good at communicating with me whether it was 
texting, emailing, calling. So, I mean, it's been like, I mean, he's been like a coach's dream. And I'm just very blessed that I was able to help him out through his journey. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, I mean, there's definitely a difference between, you know, having a coach or being coached and by somebody that's kind of just following kind of along half-assed and somebody that's actually coachable and is listening and retaining and um, communicative, like you mentioned there and stuff. And so uh, we certainly do appreciate that from our side. Uh, Brian, absolutely, it makes our job a heck of a lot better. And, you know, but ultimately it makes us be able to help you more, right? Because we understand what's going on. So uh, um, thank you for that. But uh, that's, uh, that's very cool at the same time here. Yeah, so, I, I appreciate that word, Elliot. That was nice. <laughs> yeah, so uh, so the fam was with you for the race. Did they have a good time? Oh, they had a blast. Um, they 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 honestly said they're like, so when's the next one? When when are you racing again, Dad? So that, <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, so that that was uh, yeah, it was cool to see them. Uh, it's it's cool to be able to as as I guess really any athlete knows um, to to be able to see them throughout the day. Uh, definitely was that um, that motivation motivating factor that that's needed. Uh, there's there's an awesome picture of my son and I. We have like a little secret handshake uh, that, that we do, and there, there's a picture of uh, that one my wife took of him and I uh, doing it. And it, it's gonna hang in my office as soon as I have it printed out. It's yeah. one of those uh, one of those keepers for sure. That's uh, fantastic. Yeah, I'll be sure to Very post good. that picture. I love that picture, but. Yeah, I mean, I told him before the race, I go, bottom line, have as much fun as you can, and when it gets tough out there, just look back at your training and look at all the hard work and sacrifices you made throughout the year, and I mean, I think that really helped you just motor along throughout the day, and I mean, the pictures that I saw with your family are just, I don't know, it just made me smile when I was tracking you, it was just, that's the kind of experiences I want everyone to experience in their first Ironman but it doesn't come with I mean you have to prepare for them correctly or you don't have those types of experiences yeah yeah definitely I, yeah. I, you know, when it was all said and done uh, I, I it was cool I met Norm Kim while I was up there yeah. um, and and one of the one of the things that he actually posted to me was uh, you are now part of the .01% of the population that's done in Ironman in the entire world, All right? Which I just thought was phenomenal. That just just that stat alone was just phenomenal to me. It sure is pretty staggering, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, very cool. So, uh, we, we when's the next Ironman? Uh, sort of looking at Chattanooga for 2020. I thought that uh, was already a done deal, right. Brian. What's that? Else? I thought that was already a done deal. <laughs> Well, the sign-up's not yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's not a full, no, full commitment. Uh, uh, I, I think I think it, it, at this point it all depends on my knee, uh, but I, uh, the way it's been feeling, um, I'm hesitant, but uh, yeah, talk to me in two weeks, I'll sign up. <laughs> yeah, well, this is a good time to take a little downtime here and let it rest a little bit. I don't know, man. He maybe was... get to Peak Recovery Health Center. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm, there, I'm there quite often. 
Uh, Brian did have a major case of the Iron Man blues, I could tell. He's just like, I, I really need to get back into training. It was like a week after the race. I'm like, dude, just take it easy. Just enjoy some off time. But I could tell he wants to just go again. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I I was actually, I was talking with my wife about it last night because she took off for, uh, for the Reach the Beach Ragnar race. Oh, nice. Yeah, cool. So she's up there with Holly and Mo. And, um, I, I was just like I, I want I need something to train for. I, yeah, like like a big a big goal. Um, and so so yeah. Totally. Well, I mean, in, in, in two weeks I'll sign again. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's true, and that's really one thing I love about triathlon. Well, is it gives you know purpose to your training, right? You're not just going, you know. Like my story is, you know, I always lift weights and prep for hockey and things, and you know, oh great, you can bench, you know, 200 pounds, you know, that's that's great, you know, and you can shoot for goals like that. But when you have a race and something a little more concrete like this, uh, it really can be extremely motivational. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Well, very cool. Um, feel like that's a wrap, Ellie. We we missing anything else? Mm, nope, just looking forward to next year with you, Brian. I mean, you're still haven't plateaued, and you're just making huge amounts of progress all year long, and just really excited to see what next year brings. Thank you, and I'm I'm looking forward to you taking me to the next step. So we'll, we'll see we'll see where that there goes. <laughs> well, it's uh, very inspirational, Brian. Love to hear uh, about stories like this, and. Uh, you know, the things you've come uh, gotten through and, uh, you know, keeping that, that positive energy and things, it's really uh, extremely commendable and, and very awesome to see. Thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, um, we'll put a wrap on this one, or I guess uh, Elliot, uh, or wait, Elliot's doing a half tomorrow. Yep. So by the time this gets out, he'll have already done it probably. Um, so that's the final uh, prep before Kona here, huh? Yep. Brian, are you going to come watch us? Watch the the duel between Colin and I? Yeah. I, I, who's paying for my ticket? <laughs> <laughs> they have, real, save, they have really good money. coverage online, Brian. Yeah. Yeah, I got to save some money to pay Peak. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yep. All right. Well, we'll start. Uh, I guess we'll we'll start becoming enemies pretty soon, Elliot. And yep. uh, you know, we'll we'll get. I'll get ready for the blown high fives and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Well, Brian, thank you very much for joining us. Congrats again here, and uh, keep up the great work. Thank you, and thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, thanks a lot, everybody. We'll definitely be talking to you soon here. Happy training and racing. <laughs>